Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what we want. I'm your host, Kayleen Seuss. My intention is to offer deep breaths, high vibes, and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. Let's get to it. Hello, friends. How are you? Thank you so much for sharing and appreciating last week's episode about my return to social media after taking a digital sabbatical last month. I had so much fun coming back online and also just connecting with you and hearing what you thought of the episode. It meant so much to me. And also, I think it's kind of funny because after recording that episode, I've heard from so many people that they're also spending less time online and more time looking within. I've actually listened to a few podcast episodes about other people not spending as much time on Instagram. And I just think it's like really interesting. I definitely think this is a worthwhile trend and maybe I'm just attracting that kind of content to me, but I hope that this is something that's here to stay. And I hope that we can all kind of work together to cultivate an experience online that is supportive of all of us. And just a reminder, if you are craving more calm and ease and joy in your experience of social media, I'm offering a special coaching package right now just for you. So visit CelebrateCultivate.com for all the details. Send me an email. Let's connect and let's make the internet an aligning peaceful, supportive, creative space for you because I definitely think it's possible. Okay, so today's episode is about finding peace in contrast, appreciating what is even when you're not feeling super great about life, and a few ways to support yourself during times of contrast and lower vibes. I've been feeling especially low for the past two weeks, so this episode is absolutely inspired by true events. I kind of have just hit like my maximum capacity of tolerance for little everyday things. And I think that there are seasons and times when we are able to kind of go with the flow. And then there's other times where like everything just gets under your skin. And so I've been working through some of that and I'm here to share about my learnings and my process and just kind of be honest and authentic with you in hopes that it will help support those of you who might be feeling some of the same things. As my best friend Christy says, we cannot be high vibe all the time. If we were, we'd be sparkle robots, (laughs) just like robotically sparkling our ways through life. And that does sound like mildly intriguing, but I also think there's a lot of value to navigating the ups and downs in life versus just opting out of them as we would be if we were just sparkle robots. So I want to talk a little bit about finding peace in contrast. And before I go into that, I think it's important for us to talk about what contrast is. 
Contrast is a term used in the teachings of Abraham Hicks. If you have read anything by Esther and Jerry Hicks or watched any Abraham Hicks videos on YouTube, um, then maybe you've come across this concept before, but it basically describes anything undesirable in our lives. So kids waking up before 5 a.m. or bickering with your partner about something that doesn't really matter or getting frustrating feedback on a project or getting cut off on the freeway when it rains like so torrentially when you've had an outdoor party planned. There's just so many examples of everyday contrast in our lives, but there's also big things that are contrast. Like I threw out my back when I was in my 20s and needed back surgery when I was training for a half marathon and enrolled in yoga teacher training. I was like super healthy and very active and totally just taken down and was like could barely walk before I had surgery for a few months one summer in my 20s. It was a lot of contrast. There's also, you know, the fact that I don't have a relationship with my mother. That is a huge thing of contrast that I navigate on a daily, monthly, yearly, everyday basis. Um, there's, you know, things that we all carry with us that are little things and that are big things that kind of help us see life with a wider lens and with a greater appreciation for the good, the bad, the ugly that life offers. From an objective standpoint, I think there's a lot of value to contrast. I think it helps us better understand and see the good in our lives. It gives texture and complexity to our experience. Another example is that I had a miscarriage before I got pregnant with our first son, Owen. And in going through a miscarriage, it was like such a hard, sad, painful, isolating thing. And also having gone through that experience, I really did see Owen as a rainbow after the storm. So it doesn't take away from my experience of having a miscarriage to appreciate Owen being this like amazing gift afterwards. I don't think that contrast minimizes or takes away from the things that feel bad in life, but I think this idea does give appreciation and perspective to the complete spectrum that life is. And so for me, finding peace in contrast is a way of wrapping my arms around a challenge or a difficulty and to embrace and appreciate what is in my life and to also know that in feeling contrast, I'm gaining more clarity about what I really want. In the experience of having a miscarriage, as an example, anybody who has gone through that in hopes of having a baby and then losing that baby, you just really, really feel that I really felt that absence. I really even more deeply understood how much I wanted to be a mother through having the experience of losing a baby. And so I think that contrast just gives me a sense of clarity, a sense of understanding of what I really want 
there's like a piercing truth and honesty to pain and to discomfort and to when things go wrong. You know, it just like really makes me realize what I want. And then on the little things like in bedtime struggles with my kids or in things not going the way that I want them to for work or getting like an email that doesn't really flow for me. <laughs> like those tiny little things also help bring a sense of like truth and clarity to what I want. So every time I encounter contrast, I'm also encountering clarity on what my true desires are. And finding peace in contrast isn't something that I usually have the awareness to do in the heart of a problem, like in the midst of a bedtime struggle with my kids or in the middle of a disagreement with my partner. That's not the time that I'm like, oh, I have so much peace in this contrast. <laughs> not at all. Um, but with a little bit of space and time and probably sleep, I do really strive to find peace within my contrast. I try to kind of understand it, befriend it even, um, or at least align with it in a way that I'm like, okay, this is, this is here for a purpose. And the purpose is to help me understand more about what I want. And, um, that is a really helpful practice for me. Another thing that helps me in this idea of contrast is, appreciating what is and being excited for what's next. So once I find peace in contrast, it's a lot easier to appreciate what is in my life. And that's, you know, a lot of just perspective and remembering where I am in space and time. <laughs> Sometimes it takes looking back and thinking about where I've been in my life to really acknowledge and appreciate where I am. Maybe you can relate to this idea because so much of my current life is exactly what I dreamt of. I joke about this with my girlfriends, but like when I was single and in my 20s before I met my husband, before we even started dating, I remember like making my lunches for work or like grabbing a, a frozen meal to take to work and thinking about how amazing it would be to be able to like make lunch for a guy someday. Like, oh, I just, I would love to be able to make two lunches for work. And now like the idea of making a lunch for my husband or making him eggs in the morning, it's just like, sounds like another thing on my to-do list. It's just like, oh, I don't want to make you breakfast. I just want to get on with my morning. And you know, that's just about perspective and it's just about where I am in life. And I guess there's nothing really wrong with me being irritated with the idea of making breakfast for my husband. But me in my 20s, who so strongly wanted a partner and, and wanted a family and wanted to take care of other people, she would have laughed at me and been like, are you kidding me? Make him some eggs. Like, it's so simple. So sometimes getting out of my everyday life and getting perspective on where I've been and what I wanted and realizing that the life I have now is the life that I wanted, it's really important. It's a really valuable thing to do. And of course, in my daydreams in my 20s, I didn't envision contrast. I didn't imagine COVID like a year ago when I was just living my life. There's no way I could have imagined what being in this like self-quarantined, stay home to stay safe summer of not traveling. Like there's no way I could have imagined that. But 
So much of my past dreams are right within my grasp, part of my everyday experience. There's just every bit and piece of my life right now is threaded in a dream that I once dreamt. And there's so much value to acknowledging that and to appreciating that. And from that place of acknowledgement and appreciation, I also think it's really important to be excited about what's next. And this takes some vision. This requires some daydreaming and awareness to be excited for what's next kind of takes some gumption because especially right now, we are in the middle of such a weird time in the world, but I mean, all times are weird, but I mean, this is an especially unprecedented time. Um, and so I think it, it is kind of hard to plan. I think we're a little fearful of that, but daydreaming is so important. And I have this coaching client that I've been working with who in a lot of ways, She's living the life that she always dreamt of. And recently we were talking about how she's realized there's a drive within her that has pushed her forward to the next thing and to the next thing and to the next thing. And I think a lot of us might be in a phase of life similar to hers where the next thing is a lot less prescriptive than it once was. You know, we all are born And so many of us within a really short period of time end up on a track where you're in school and you're doing sports or music or whatever, and you have boyfriends and girlfriends and friends and you graduate and go to college and pick a major and are in serious relationships. And then you graduate and you get your first job. Maybe you move, then you get engaged and you get married and you start a new job and then you have a baby and then you get promoted and then you have another baby and you buy a house and then what's next? what's next after all of that? And so she and I talked about how much of her life has been climbing this mountain. And now she kind of feels like she's at the summit with a lot of life left ahead of her and not a lot of clarity as to what's next. And instead of looking for a higher mountain for her to climb, we were exploring the idea of her creating a homestead at the top of that mountain and refining her skills and deepening her hobbies and dreaming of what her life might look like at the top of that mountain when she's 70 years old. And so from there, from that vision, it becomes a whole lot easier to be excited for what's next, even in the face of a little contrast, because it it has some greater depth and It has some meaning and it has some clarity about where she hopes to head from that that top of that mountain. I next want to talk about navigating the ups and downs of life versus opting out. Because at various points in my personal development journey, I've really strived to maintain a super high vibe at all costs. I'm a pretty positive person, so this kind of comes naturally to me, but before having children especially, and then even also through pregnancy and early postpartum with my first kid, Owen, I just remember always wanting to be happy and appreciative because it felt like that was the only option in some ways, that like being sad or angry or upset or whatever would just be like, failure. And I think that like as a child and probably in my teens, like 
definitely in sports, I remember that like my mental tenacity, my like mind was the thing that was my biggest struggle. Like I was strong. I was a strong swimmer. I was really good at training, but I was what my coaches and my parents would sometimes refer to as a head case, which is not a nice thing to call anybody, but certainly not a child and certainly not a competitive athlete. But, you know, I think that I would mentally sabotage. That's like what what I was told. And that was like a story that I had. And so I think that in my adult life, I've really had this yearning to be positive and upbeat and inspiring and all of that. And I don't think that that's like the end goal. I think that it's helpful to have a smile on your face. I think it's important to look on the bright side. And I really am not one to like dwell on the negative. But if you've listened to the two most recent episodes of the podcast on inner voice, you might have already heard about this. But in January 2019, I did an inner voice session where in speaking with my inner voice, I came to the understanding that being happy all the time isn't the point. <laughs> like that's not the the purpose, that's not the goal. It's it's not about that. And as I've reflected on this and integrated that knowledge into my being, I've started to think of this idea of striving to be happy all the time as a way of opting out of less desirable emotions because it's kind of like circumventing contrast. If all I try to do is just be happy, then I'm not actually processing emotions. I'm not actually like moving through anything. And I think that if we make a habit of trying to just be happy all the time, things have a way of catching up with us <laughs> and they can resurface and kind of just reappear right in front of you, ready to be dealt with. And if all you do is whack things over with a happiness hammer, you might find that you're not really like experiencing the full depth of life. So now I'm in a place where I'm attempting and also sometimes failing miserably at navigating the ups and downs and riding the waves and just kind of trying to come out of the other side of a storm with a little less wreckage. <laughs> and I know I'm speaking in analogies, but practically this looks like me allowing myself to be messy and sad and honest about my feelings and trying, 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 trying to not get down on myself for feeling down. Like that is just it's a default setting <laughs> that I think I came with, but it is not helpful. And so when I am feeling down, I'm trying to ask for help, connect with friends, practice some self-care, and really just acknowledge the presence and importance of contrast and the full spectrum of life and navigate through it with compassion and appreciation for myself and for my circumstances. So in that, I want to share four ways to support yourself through contrast. The first way is to ask for help. And specifically, I'm going to talk about the value that I've seen in hiring coaches because that's something that has been really helpful for me. Last summer, I hired a business coach and 
at the time, I really didn't have a business to speak of. I just knew that I really wanted to create. I really wanted to work. I wanted to build something. I was getting ready to launch my other podcast, That's Pretty Woo. And I had a few other ideas in the mix. And so I hired a business coach who I worked with for six months and it was a really transformative time. And in working with her, I was able to have accountability, outside perspective, encouragement. It wasn't like anything that we talked about. I wouldn't have been able to Google or find out myself, but in meeting with her on a very regular basis, it was a acknowledgement of myself and investment in myself that was really helpful. Now I'm working with two other, well, three other people that I would also consider quote unquote coaches. One of them is a friend of mine, Jen, and she's a holistic and Ayurvedic nutritionist. And her business is called PO Wellness. And she's amazing. She's really helped me kind of understand a little bit more about my nutrition and my self-care habits. She's just an amazing resource and sounding board. I've done a few detoxes with her and I'm about to embark on a pretty big uh, gut health protocol for the next like three months. And so working with her has given me like encouragement and support and courage to try some new things that I find really exciting and inspiring. And I just really enjoy having a resource, a designated resource to work through some of that stuff with. Another person that I would like put in the coach category is a physical therapist who I've been working with for the last two years. I hired her. Her name is Rebecca and her company is called Ladybird PT. She's amazing. And I hired her shortly, I think after my postpartum time with my daughter, Merit, who's two and some months now old. So it's been a while um, for a diastasis and some pelvic floor healing. And I've been working with her on an ongoing basis. Um, so now she's kind of like a resource with me. I'm pretty much healed up, but I like to have somebody to talk to and we're working on a running program. And so I've started running again and we don't meet that often, but it's just really nice to have somebody like in my corner that I can ask questions about, or if I'm like feeling a little back pain or something, I can like reach out to her. And I know that if we do have any more kids, I'll absolutely work with her on a more serious level. So physical therapist, like when we have things going on in our bodies, it's really nice to be able to have somebody to say like, oh, this is what we can do. We can get you on a program and be encouraging and supportive along the way. I also have a friend, Kate, who sells essential oils. And I met with her relatively recently, even though I've known that she has essential oils and, you know, she's into that. I had never like sat down and talked to her about it. And I was so into it. It was an amazing conversation. And I've been texting back and forth with her and trying some different things out and just having these women who are all experts in their practices and are just like really encouraging, wonderful people. It's been such a nice thing to be able to lean on them as I'm trying to support my body and heal and all of that. It's been really just amazing. So that is one way to support yourself through contrast. Cause whenever you have health stuff come up, especially like maybe, you know, me personally, like healing from 
two pregnancies and breastfeeding and wanting to feel like my healthiest, strongest, sustainable self, it's been really nice to have some people to lean on. Another way to support yourself through contrast is really leaning into basic self-care. So I'm talking basic. Drink more water. Go to bed earlier. Rise a little earlier. Take good care of your dental hygiene. I've really been like into my dental hygiene lately. I've been oil pulling and using a tongue scraper and flossing and brushing and just all the things. But, you know, that's just something that's like been really exciting and inspiring to me. So I'm leaning into it and it's pretty basic stuff. Also, just like using lotion and taking baths, like whatever you need to do to lean into your basic body, mental, sleep, all of that needs, I think really can help support you in contrast. Because normally, like when we're suffering and struggling, some of those basic things are the first things to go, like not eating enough or not eating healthy or not drinking enough water. Like those are the things that we just need to be like reminded of that are like within your reach. And also just breathing, you know, that we've talked a lot about breathing here, but you know, just taking a few deep breaths can be so supportive and centering to your nervous system. And it doesn't take much, you know, it can make a big difference just to intentionally breathe for one minute. Here's a fun one for you. When you want to support yourself through contrast, I also think that it's a great idea to escape. (laughs) So we just talked about how opting out might not be the best choice, but sometimes a good escape is a good escape. So I've been getting lost in some books and some shows and just kind of taking my mind out of my life into other lives has been really nice. I'm currently reading three books right now that are so, so good. I'm reading This is the Story of a Happy Marriage by Ann Patchett, The Book of Lost Friends by Lisa Wingate, and An American Marriage by Tayari Jones. And I've also been binging on season one and season two of Dirty John. (laughs) I'm not really like into true crime at all, but a friend of mine recommended it. And season one came out like two years ago with Connie Britton, who I love. And I saw it, it was on Bravo. I saw it come out, but I never watched it. So I caught up on that one over the weekend. And now I'm watching um, season two, which is with Amanda Pete. And I think both are available for streaming on different platforms. So highly recommend those if you're just looking for an escape. And then the last thing, another way to support yourself through contrast is by journaling. So reflecting on where you've been and where you want to go, spending time in gratitude, writing journal entries that pre-pave what you have going on that day. Pre-paving is also an Abraham Hicks teaching, which basically is that you are talking about what you have going on that day as if it's already happened. So you can say, I'm so happy and grateful that I had an amazing podcast recording session. I got all of my points across and I said exactly what my audience needed to hear. And it resonated so well and really touched people's lives. And so you can kind of see how writing in this way can get you really excited and appreciative of the life you have, but also the things that you have going on in a way that is believable and um, very manifestable, if that, you know, isn't a word, but you know what I mean. 
So in your journal, you can also write the things that you need to hear. So sometimes we are like waiting for somebody to tell us something. We're waiting for an answer. We're waiting for acknowledgement. So you can, you can give that to yourself in your journal. You can write, I think you're doing an amazing job or even take, I think out of it and say, you are doing an amazing job balancing work and your family and staying home with COVID. This is not an easy time and you're navigating it so well. Like we all need to hear that, but sometimes nobody's saying that to you. You can say it to yourself. And you can also in your journal, ask your inner voice questions and wait for the responses to come. So utilizing a journal practice can be really, really helpful in times of contrast. So I think that's, I think that's a good place to wrap up for today. I do have another podcast review that I want to share with you. This one is from a listener and dear friend of the podcast, Janelle Miller. Janelle writes, Kayleen is such a beautiful soul with a magical yet relatable perspective on life. She has a way with words that leaves me feeling energized, comforted, supported, and inspired all at once. And I'm always eager to hear what she has to say next. It's such a gift that she's sharing that with us here. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Janelle. It is so nice to see your reviews come through. It's so helpful for the podcast. It really does mean so much. So if you feel inspired to share your support, open up the podcast app on your phone and leave a review. And also be sure to visit CelebrateCultivate.com for the links and notes from today's episode and to subscribe to the newsletter. I've been sending those out on Saturday mornings and it's a perfect dose of joy and inspiration for your inbox. And I've also been loving the playlists that I've been able to make for you guys. And I hope you've been enjoying them too, because I've been listening to so much more music since kind of dialing back my social media use. So friends, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening today. I appreciate you. I'm sending so much love and magic your way and just some compassion for the contrast that exists in your life. It's not about getting rid of it. It's just about living through it and appreciating it and using it in the way that you can best. So thank you, friends. I'll be back next week. Talk to you then. Thank you so much for listening. Visit CelebrateCultivate.com for links and notes from today's conversation. Follow along on Instagram at CelebrateCultivate and connect with me at Kayleen Elise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.